Welcome and thank you for joining us. Here at Calvary Chapel Eldoret, we believe in impacting and changing people's lives through the Bible, which is the only inspired and infallible Word of God. For more information, be sure to check out our website at ccelderet.org. That is ccelderet.org. And here is today's word. Let us pray before we read God's word. Lord, we are grateful and thankful for the opportunity that we have as your people to go through your words. And we ask for your blessing upon it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're there, let us read together. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed by covetousness. They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be um, reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world. But when Noah, one of the eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterwards would have un lived ungodly and delivered the righteous Lord who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows who, how to deliver the ungodly out of temptation and to reserve them, to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in the last of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts, make to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own 
corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin, enticing and stable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right ways and gone astray, following the ways of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are worlds without water, clouds carried by tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the last of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought in, into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in, in them and overcome. The later end is worse from, from them, is worse for them than the beginning thereof, sorry. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having it known, than, sorry, for it have, would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit. And so, having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Struggling to read, my eyes are having some trouble. But this is very profound what uh, we have with the apostle right here, reminding us of a few things. First of all, we know, as we were taught here in John 21, how the Lord really uh, called on to the apostle to shepherd the flock. He called unto him, say, hey, Peter, do you love me? Say, yes, I love you. Perhaps he meant, you know, you know, I love you like a brother. 
Second time, do you love me? Yeah, I'm probably fond of you. Do you love me? More than these? Say, surely you know that I do. Tend my flock. Take care of them. So Peter's instruction from the Lord is twofold. Number one, to shepherd the flocks and to warn them. To shepherd the flock and to warn them. At the close of chapter one, Peter referred to the prophet of the Old Testament as men who spoke not by their own will, but as were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now he mentioned that in addition to the true prophet in the Old Testament period, there were also false prophets. And just as were there false prophets, there will arise false teachers as well in our time today. These false teachers, they take their place inside the church They pose as ministers of the gospel. And this is what makes the peril so great. Because they come to you in the name of the Lord. If they came right out and said they were atheists or agnostics, people would be on guard. People would be on watch. But they are masters of deception. They carry the Bible, and they use orthodox expressions, though using them to mean something entirely different. They are masters of deception. And as we've just read, this is quite a lot for today, but we'll try to get to a few places. The Bible says here that they forsake the Lord who bought them. So first of all, these false false teachers and prophets, they will deny the Lord who bought them. And denying the Lord, you know, they don't just come publicly and say, hey, you know, I hate Jesus. But just, I want you guys to listen to me. I don't like Jesus. You know, they, they don't say... Things like that. They come like sheep, but their clothings are different. They, den- they deny the Lord who bought them, and also they deny salvation by grace through faith. They add into some things and say, hey, in terms of sal- salvation, you can work it out actually. You can be a part of the process. You can do something that will make you born again, that will save you. In other words, if you can save yourself, why need Jesus? Why need Jesus if you can save yourself? And also, they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. And we have spoken about this many times. This is what they say to the congregation or their people, that God, you know, he appears to people 
in diverse ways. So at one point he will appear like God the Father. That means when he appears to you as the Father, there's no other entity that exists as the Son or the Holy Spirit. Other times, he appears as the Son. He ceases to appear in the heaven. When he's here physically, basically they were saying, when Jesus was here physically, there was emptiness in the heavens. And also they say that Jesus, if he emptied himself, and came and lived as a man, then he is prone to sin. He can sin because he got hungry with people. He whipped them. He got tired, normally as human being, and he can sin as any other person, they say. So they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. Yet they want to appear as the people who are helping you. This is what the apostle is writing in saying. They deny the Lord who bought them and they have and bring to themselves swift destruction and many will follow their deceptive ways. Many. That is the sad part about it. Not just two people, not five, many. And sure enough, we see many people following after them. Many people ganged through them. It says here in verse 3 that through covetousness, King James says, and covetousness basically is the greedy desire to have more. The greedy desire to have more. So he's starting to explain to us who these people are in the real sense. First of all, perhaps we don't know what happened. They, they have forsaken the Lord who bought them with the precious blood. They have denied him. And what are they doing now? They are, we are seeing now their greed coming in. And through covetousness or greediness, Shall they with faint words make merchandise of you? That is as straight as it can get. They'll make merchandise of you. They'll make money out of you. So what is their intention? To gain from you. Not to help you. Their desire is not to feed you, but to fleece you. Their desire is to gain from you. This word, when they used it in the Greek, when he says, and through covetousness, they shall with faint words... Faint words. In, in the Greek, the word is plastos. That is where we get our English word plastic. Something that can be molded and be formed to your own image. 
So the idea that um, the apostle is bringing to us here is they use words that can be twisted to mean something else, to mean whatever they want it to mean. This chord right here, this cover part is a plastic. And I can mold it to what I want it to. I can bend it. I can do whatever I want, you know, try to strangle it. But did you see that I can still straighten it? It can still go back to, you know, the straight image or circular or whatever image. And I wonder why he's using the word plastic to these words or to bring us to understand what these people do in the church as they deceive people. They come with words that can be twisted. So they take the, God, the, the, the word of God, for real, they will read the Bible, but what they will bring to you is different from what God wants you to know. That is why last week, our last point was that prophecies are not for private interpretation. Why he says for here in verses 21, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That means every word that they speak, there is no plasticity in it to say. They have not twisted God's word for their own material gain. But here, as we're reading in the Bible here, it says, and through covetousness, through their greed, they shall, with plastic words, make merchandise of you. They'll take advantage of you if you don't know God's word. And that is why we make it a practice here at Calvary to go through God's word, book by book, chapter by chapter and verse by verse so that we will have the whole counsel of God. So that when these other men will come or you hear them, straight away you will know who they are. And we have said time after time that, you know, if you don't know three or five of them in this town, the possibility is you're listening to them regularly. You're listening to them. If you don't know who they are, because we have many of them. Some of them are on TV, some of them have radio programs. They are a lot of them. But do you know how we measure that? Through God's word. The hard part about it is some of these people, we have known them for a long time. Some of them are old. And we, don't, we want to say that, oh, how can you respect the man of God? He's, he's been there for a long time. No. If you've been there for a long time and deceiving people, you are in for a lot of trouble. I don't want to be in trouble. As I've said time, times after time, if I have nothing to say, I will read the Bible and we go back home. 
it is as good as that. I don't want to deceive anyone. I don't want to twist the word. They do what is called Jesus. They have their own ideas and they use the Bible to drive it to you so that you will not suspect them. They have these orthodox things that they will do and you feel like these people, they are godly. They wear big robes, they have big names, they are bishops, they are reverends, and whatever they call themselves. But we have a mark. You know the reason why we get easily deceived? Because we don't want to take God's word for what it is. Because if the, 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 the word of God is warning us, why do we want to bypass that part and go to the next chapter? where it doesn't talk about false people, where it doesn't tell us, hey, don't fornicate, where it doesn't tell us, hey, if you're a thief, return what you have stolen. (laughs) Things like those ones we don't want to hear. Why? Because we hate reproof. Those who have children, you know, you try to warn your children about something and they know better than you. (laughs) Teenagers are the worst. They think they know it all. They know everything. Like, hey, Dad, we want to go to the mall to um, watch a movie. There's a movie. (laughs) Sometimes your parents will give you the permission. It's not like they're so dumb. They know what is happening. How do they know? They were teenagers before. I was once a teenager, so when someone brings this idea, I know. So that you say you want to go and watch this so that you have the permission to go out the compound and go and do this other thing without the permission of your parents, thinking that they're dumb. They're not dumb. If you've done that to your parents, know that they're not dumb. They're just watching. <laughs> they're just watching. You know how, well, with little ones, I, I, we are trying to train our daughter. <laughs> She's 15 months. Man, you tell her some things and she tells you no. <laughs> no. What, what, what do you know? <laughs> no. She cannot even talk. No. She knows no and daddy and mommy. Those are the words she knows. And you try to help her, she doesn't want to know. She thinks she knows. In her own mind, these parents, they should come down to my own world. I'll teach them something. (laughs) Oh, children. People, generally, we don't like reproof. It comes so hard on us. And when we are warned about something like, So if you people know about these false teachers, you leave them to do their things and you continue preaching. We have a command, actually. Paul mentions peoples by name. You remember the ones that Josh posted here when he was teaching, who was calling all of you weathermen and women? (laughs) You are a weatherman or woman. You can say to the wind, whoop, 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 go back. 
I don't know how people would find that so spiritual and so amazing. You're a witchcraft. <laughs> they make merchandise of you. And do you know what? Their judgment does not linger. And their damnation does not slumber too. God is on their case. How do we know that? It says here in verses 4, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but reserved but saved Noah, one of the eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly and delivered the righteous lot who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. <laughs> A few things here. So those angels who left their abode and did not regard God, they came and the Bible says that they saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful. <laughs> God cast them down. What do you think he will do with people? Because if we say God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, why do we think that he will not punish these people who make merchandise of people today? If those angels who dis were disobedient were thrown down, what about us? What about those people? And he says also, Noah, and he calls him the preacher of righteousness. Wow. A preacher of righteousness. He preached righteousness for over 120 years. No one listened to him. I'm thinking, man, that, that ark, he was busy. Like when we were building this church, some people thought we were building a club. Like, what is in the mind of people? They want to party. They want to party, party after party. So build another club for us. We'll come. After we are tired, we'll go to the next one, by the way, because that is what people do, club people. They're never loyal people. <laughs> There's no loyalty with people, especially with young people. That is why this club will have many people, and then after a few months, it's this, and then it just continues. There's no loyalty. Because young people are into fashions, not being loyal. Anything that comes that is enticing, they'll go there. No problem. This message of Noah was not enticing no more. I mean, people are living there and they've never seen rain one day in their lives. And Noah is saying to them, if you guys refuse to repent, God will bring rain from above. It will destroy the earth. All of you guys will be gone. Repent. Say, so, well, you are a stupid man. What are you talking about? 
In fact, some people would, if it was today, they would even print posters. They will make flyers. It will, it will trend on KOT. It will trend. But there's a crazy man in Eldoret building an ark to save people. <laughs> it will trend, trust me. But you know what? After everything was done, and all the animals and the family of Noah were in there. The Bible says that God himself shut the door. It's a dangerous place. God himself shut the door. If God shuts the door, you're in for it. The destruction has come upon you. There's nothing you can do about it. And Noah becomes a typology or a type of the 144,000 in Revelation that will be sealed during tribulation. He becomes a type of that. That these people, there will be a group that will go through a lot of tribulation but will have people who have the seal of God upon them. They'll not be destroyed. And then we have another man here called... Uh, Lot. Now, how many times did you hear the Bible say Lot was righteous? <laughs> how many times have you read the Bible and say, you know, when we're counting, you know, people who have walked with the Lord and righteousness and all these things, how many times do we see the righteousness of Lot? Probably right here. Why does the apostle call him righteous? You remember when in Sodom, man, there was great wickedness in that city. Well, there's greater wickedness in our <laughs> generation right here with us. It's only we, we, we try to deny it, but it's here with us. Great wickedness. And this man, as Roman says, they left the natural desire for women, and they ganged against, you know, man after man, woman after woman. Man, it is wicked. It's wicked. And because Lord, by some grace of God, he knew that this was wrong. That if, is, if there is a relationship, it has to be a man and a woman, not a man for a man. It's not Adam and Evans. It's Adam and Eve. Don't be deceived. And so uh, two angels came to his house. And these men were like, what a wizard. <laughs> even the thought, man, it's, that is wickedness. Even the thought to desire. The same gender is speakable. But they wanted those men. They wanted those men. And because there was still some righteousness in the heart of this man called Lot, he said, Alas, this cannot happen. I'll help you. You people are so wicked. You, wicked, you people are perverts. But this is one thing I'll do. I'll give you my daughters. What a father. <laughs> I give you my daughters. 
two of them. They've not seen any man. Wow. Why? Because in his mind, if it has to happen, it's between a man and a woman. This other thing is crazy. That is, you know, it is a righteous anger to think it that way. That man should fall for a man, a woman for a woman. So, Lord opted to give his own girls to the perverts instead of the angels. And the Bible says that he hated the sin of the people of Sodom. Righteousness will be found in you if you hate sin. And not just the sin of the broader world. Your sin and the sin that we see and the sin that easily entangles us. If you hate it, there is righteousness, God's righteousness in you. If there's no God's righteousness in you, then you cannot hate sin. You will, ind- you will indulge and do whatever. So that was a righteous act, as the Bible says here. This, you know, turning this into ashes, God sent warning to this man, Lord. And Lord also is a type of the church in that he will be delivered before destruction is brought upon the earth. He's warned before, and that is why we have this text with us today to warn us of these people who will take us out of the presence of the Almighty. They, remember, they have been in the church. They have grown in the church. They know what to say. They have crafted nice words to say. So you you will not just kick them out easily. They're clever. You have to be a spirit-filled to know their deception. The Bible says that um, they will perish in their own corruption and receive the wages of unrighteousness. It says in verses 14 that having eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. Enticing and stable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. I mean, how on earth do we want to listen to people like these ones? (laughs) You know what they are trained to do? They are trained in covetous practices. And they cannot cease from sin. Because at first we read that they will make what? Merchandise of you. They'll make money out of you. And the more money comes to this man, especially men, now they think they can have all the women in the world. (laughs) All the pretty women in the church belongs to them. (laughs) They think. Why? Because they have the money. And this desire is with them. It doesn't go away. That is why in the very last part, 
It says, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to his own vomit. And a soul, that is a pig, having been washed, you know, go back to his wallowing in the mud. <laughs> Those who have dogs, you know about this. <laughs> you know, it, however much your dogs are beautiful, those who think their dogs are so... So people think nowadays if you walk with dogs outside, you're very sophisticated. You, you have made it in life. <laughs> walk with a chihuahua outside, you have made it in life. <laughs> oh, man. Dogs are just dogs. They vomit and they take it back. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> Is that fun? <laughs> and the pigs, you... Every one of us, well, 99% of us here, we eat sausages. We like them, right? <laughs> you guys like pigs. Pig ribs are my favorites for pigs. But man, these nasty things, you can clean them and dress them as your pet let them out straight to the mud. Why? Because that is their humble abode. That is their dwelling place. And the apostle is saying, ah, this proverb is true. It is true. <laughs> Why? These people perhaps, they just had a form of godliness, but they are never born again. Form of godliness. You think they're born again. They say the right words. They are politically correct in their presentation. And you think they're good. They're good. They're wise. I like what so... You know this conversation and people are talking like, you know, I like what so-and-so said. You know, I like what so-and-so said. Like we think we're very intelligent. I like what so-and-so said. While they're lying to you on your face. The apostle is saying... This, they're like the dogs that goes back to their vomit. The present worship, you're welcome back. But there are three animals here. We have the sheep. And all of us are the sheep. And we have them dogs. And we have them pigs. So we like, well, we might think, you know, we are safe because we are what? We are sheep. <laughs> oh, man, sheep can be dumb most of the time. We can be dumb. In Isaiah 53, the Bible says that all, like sheep, have gone astray. All, like sheep, have gone astray. Everyone wants to do their own things. But this is it. The good news with the sheep is we have a shepherd. 
that we have someone who cares about us. That we have someone who is mindful about our affairs. We have a God who has called us from that life to this life. We are alive today in him. We are alive in him. Them dogs, they can do whatever they want. They will eat and you cannot control that. <laughs> you cannot control. You have no control over it. It is just sad what happens with the church that we are so deceived with the people who are going back to their worldliness. The Bible said that their eyes are on sin. They thirst and crave for it daily. They crave for sin. The judgment is upon them, upon the people who lead other people astray. And you know the sin, the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, we know, we know it just to be one, sodomy. But there are others. If you read the Bible, if you read uh, Ezekiel 16, let me just read it to you quickly. Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50 says, Look, this is the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had what? Pride. Very prideful. Fullness of food. And abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And there were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. So be warned also, when people are in abundance, when people have things, pride comes. They have abundance, they have food, they have all they need, all they ever need in this life. And pride comes. You think you're better than the next person. And instead of using these blessings to bless the poor and the needy, they withhold and the Lord dealt with them treacherously. God doesn't like that. When God blesses you, he wants you to be a channel of blessing. He doesn't want you to be a hoarder. I have everything and it's, everything is me, 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 and my. Be a blessing to people. Be a blessing to the church. Be a blessing. Where are we as a people of God? Have we given ourselves to this deception because I know for sure that perhaps we have people in our midst right here with those tapes and DVDs and CDs of these false prophets and teachers. I used to have them and I bought them 
Because the Bible says that these people say, for when they speak, they speak with great swelling words of emptiness. Swelling words. Big words. But there is no substance. False teachers are able to use vocabulary, but not a dictionary. They don't give you the meaning, but a choreographed idea of what you need to hear. That is what they will give you. They do what is called Jesus. I have my ideas. It has nothing to do with the Bible. But for people to believe me, I have to read a verse from the Bible for them to believe. Because they know generally people tend to be religious if they hear the word of God like, yeah, neno la mungu, neno la mungu, tuweshimu neno la mungu. Hata hii mambo ya chachi naitambua. But do you really follow God? Don't be deceived. If God did not spare those people the ancient days, he will not spare anyone today, especially those who are deceiving people. I know the, the words of Jesus, he said, these Pharisees, they travel land and sea to make one proselyte a son of hell, twice more than they are. So they're destined for destruction. They want to make you more. Those people who have not been, you know, you haven't been receiving God's word, it has not grown in you. It has no part in you. Unstable soul, he says. They will, they will lie to unstable people. And unstable people will think they are wise when they listen to them. They will always be like, speak man of God. Speak man of God. I receive. I receive. Speak man of God. Hmm. Why are they not saying, speak God, I am here? We have to make things. You know, God has spoken to us many, many times, I believe. But we want superstitious things for us to know that it is really God. God is sending you right there. But you're telling God, for me to know you have called me to go there. When I open my eyes, I don't want to see those seats. I want clear path. <laughs> I want to know for sure that it is you who has prepared the way, so move the seats. No. Sometimes he calls you to take the seats off the way so that you can go to the place he's called you to. Lord, we are thankful for your word that is alive. We're thankful that you are reminding us of your truth. 
You're reminding us of how frail we are and how we need you. You are our chief shepherd and we trust in you, O God. All our lives are given to you. And I pray that if there are people in our midst who really need you, who really need the revival in their heart, in their minds, please visit them right now, God. You're able to change us. You're able to transform us and to forgive us, God. I know all of us need you in different capacities. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will work in us and through us. How we pray that we will not be deceived. How we pray that we will hold on to your word faithfully, faithfully. Help us also to know the reason why we do what we do, even in terms of giving, that we will give because you are a giver and we learn from you. And as we give today, may we give what is um, glorifying to you, what we have purpose in our hearts to give you, and let us give it joyfully to you. Help us. I know there are a bunch of us young people struggling with a lot of many issues. Do I go to this place? Do I get to this relationship? Do I go out? What do I do? We are in the crossroads. But Lord, you who knows better than we do, I ask that you give us clarity and help us revive our hearts and give us direction, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. We hope that you've been inspired and blessed. For more teachings and other resources, visit our website at ccelderet.org or call us at 0718-012-496. That is 0718-012-496. See you next time.